0: Welcome to the MVT podcast, hey, the coldest hey. podcast in in Washington. I think it's really cold right now. That's about all.
1: It's all right. It's not that bad. Did yeah. you forget what our podcast name was? Because there was a little bit of a pause there.
0: Oh, I don't know. It was like a, it was like dramatic pause, kind uh, of thing. dramatic yeah. effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew what I was going for. I'm I'm Will, and uh, this is D- David. David,
1: (laughs) it's just david oh sorry there's only there's only two d's in in my name oh
0: oh, sorry the davin (laughs) we'll go with that
1: (laughs) so will uh will 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 uh too many w's but (laughs) (laughs) so what what shows are you watching lately
0: i just finished house of cards Oh, yeah. um, And that was freaking awesome. Um, I really like the direction they went and how they just kind of... They did their reference. They did their... You know, they kind of did their due diligence because... Reference face, to what? Was his face left the, the, the cast. What uh, is his
1: face? Um,
0: Kevin Spacey. Good job. He left the cast. Uh, oh, he didn't leave. Sorry. He, was <laughs> he fired. did not leave. He was fired from the cast. <laughs> Um, due to his I uh, will say extracurricular activities that were not of a uh, positive manner um, like like we don't even talk, need to talk about that anymore but anyways the series actually like I, it ended so well like I know there's people who didn't like how it ended but it just ended so well I'm not going to spoil it because I, this, the new season is pretty new uh,
1: it's always bad to start spoiling stuff as soon as the podcast starts too I feel like we should always leave spoiler stuff towards. Oh, the I'm end. not. I'm not going to spoil it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I was just saying, the um, it it ended it, it really well in my opinion. Uh, and it's not a spoiler that he's not in the cast anymore. Um, that was pretty public news. Um, and then I watched a series on Amazon called Forever with uh, uh, Meyer Rudolph and um, Fred Armiston.
1: Oh, that's that's a, what is it called?
0: Forever um it's an amazon prime original how oh, I, I and it starts off like it's this comedy and then the okay so the twist at the end of the first episode and the twist at the end of the second episode they just completely turn the whole series on its head and it's only eight episodes and it's one of those things where i definitely am not going to spoil that at all because those twists are really big because they go against everything that oh, that is
1: so it starts with a comedy but then it kind of turns into more of a drama oh it's always
0: a comedy Okay. But the twist—they change the way the comedy is structured. They change the premise on anything, and it's one of those things where they advertise a certain way, and then they hit you with the one-two punches, and you're like, "But I'm still here. I'm still here. I like it. I like it." Um, those, it,
1: those two are two of my favorite, like underrated comedians.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's it's really good, and they're both actually really good. Uh, there's there's dramatic moments, and they're really good in in, in those moments too. You so
1: can, is it? Is it closer to Fred Armisen's style? Or is it.
0: They both executive produced it. So it's definitely a combination between the two.
1: Were they in SNL together at the same time?
0: I do not know. I don't yeah, know. I, about, don't, I don't know enough about Yeah, about I don't really remember. But that was oh, so good. I recommend it. I recommend it. Only eight episodes, 20 minutes an episode there's no no like commitment really and then just like but then you get you get sucked in it's 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 so good <laughs> um
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if i get my wife I've, i think i i don't even know if i said it on the podcast but my, i can never get my wife to watch comedies even though she likes comedies i can never get does her to watch comedies
0: does she watched dramas though watch what dramas yeah she'll, she'll like it right off the bat okay
1: so it's a dramedy yes okay well, she liked Fred Armisen's character in um
0: in Last Man on Earth.
1: Yeah, Last Man on Earth. Okay.
0: Um oh. yeah, it starts off with like this huge like montage just to music or whatever, and it's like some really jazzy music. It's really good. Anyways, it, that's where you can kind of establish its drama. Drama roots is right there, and then you can, it then it just it just evolves. This is so good. It's just so good. Anyways, so it's good. I know you probably Got didn't it. even expect all of that. No, I didn't, but, but hey, <laughs> I now
1: I'm, I am curious in the, Oh, I've I've heard of this show now that I like kind of heard of it, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely more interested all of a sudden because of how many, oh, how much praise you just gave it.
0: The one of the main writers, Alan Yang, wrote for Master of None, which uh, with uh, Aziz Ansari. Yeah, I saw on that one either, and that one's really good too. And you can definitely like see his uh, his tendrils in the show. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so, <laughs> not so, where I was expecting to go with this podcast. But hey, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, I mean. Uh, we didn't even talk about what this this podcast is so we're we're continuing the storytelling stuff mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but we can't just dive right into it so for me let's see we pretty much just been watching since it's the the season of you know of shows right now on on cable so we've been pretty much watching all the dc shows plus the walking dead which i still think walking dead is is really good they, they, they just did kind of a time jump
0: like a soft reboot of the show
1: um yeah
2: nah. i feel like the moment
0: they said they were going to get rid of rick they pretty much are declaring that they're soft rebooting the show uh,
1: sure i guess i guess you can look at it I'm that way to, well okay sorry sorry trying
0: to breathe new life into a show that may have started to stagnate
1: well like i said i i've already thought new life was breathed into this new season already, right. <laughs> <laughs> And so I, I, I've I've enjoyed it. Um, and then you know all the CW DC shows—they're all they all actually Arrow's been great. It really has. Uh, Flash is the same. It, you know, like uh, they just added a new female character, and she's just ridiculously charming. But like the Flash always had. Like it feels like I feels like they never add bad characters. They're all really great characters. Uh, but the show that I we love, me and my wife love, is The Legends of Tomorrow and I think it's just such a underrated show. I we think it's the best show. Um but the funny thing is is uh it's almost not even like a superhero show anymore. It's actually it's it's closer to What Doctor the? Who. <laughs> no. Oh well, sure. Okay, I guess there's elements well, it's
0: like dramedy and yeah, it's like dramedy based in in uh, like cultural, not cultural, sorry, historical recreations. That's what the show ended up being for yeah. like the past two.
1: Well, this well this season because this season has Constantine as a series regular. Really? Yeah.
0: Like the Constantine that played in the Constantine series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rude.
1: he's a he's a yeah he's a he's part of the legends. Even though he says he's not part of the legends, he's part of the legends now.
0: Oh, that's cool. I'm glad yeah. they they brought him back because he was really good as Constantine. <laughs> so they uh did. Well, sidekick come back though.
1: Oh, no, I I actually never finished the. I've watched the first episode and I never finished the Constantine series, which I keep on forgetting to do. It was good. It was good. It really and it ended on one of those notes where it's like,
0: but why did you cancel this? Yeah, I, no I, well,
1: I think it was what the station was on. But he he fits in great uh, with all the characters, and then they use uh oh, I can't, oh Brandon Ralph who plays the Adam. Like, they kind of use his character to break the fourth wall all the time. Like, in the in the first episode, <laughs> they're talking about how... Because uh, now it's they have all these supernatural elements to the show. Okay. And uh, they were talking about mystical creatures and everything. And then Brandon Routh is like, oh. Well, that, that I don't remember what he said. But basically, it said... Uh, he says people love Supernatural. But he was alluding to this actual show, Supernatural. Mm-hmm. And then he was just talking about all these things like... Like, oh, that would that would help us improve our ratings, and everyone's like, improve ratings? What? And he's talking about because there's a time bureau. He's like, yeah, the time bureau has this rating system, but obviously he's talking about the ratings for the TV show because mm-hmm. it has the least ratings for of all those shows, which makes no sense that Supergirl has the second most ratings because that show
0: It's because Supergirl appeals to an audience that watches these kinds of shows on CW. I
1: I'd say. I'd say Legends Tomorrow is, is like closer to like a Teen Titans almost at this point. Hmm. It's, and it's, and maybe that's why people, maybe that's like, people go to it because they're like, oh, it's superheroes. But then they realize, oh, this isn't really a superhero show. This is kind of a comedy show. And so, and so I don't know how they're going to bring it. Like, because actually the people that like Supernatural would actually really like this show. I, I just don't know how they bring in the audience that would actually legitimately love this great Comedy show. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know. I don't know what to tell me either. I just don't want it. To, I don't want it to be. Uh, because there's so many great shows like this that get canceled by the CW. Because, well, I don't know. Actually, now that they have this deal with Netflix, maybe it doesn't even matter what happens. Maybe, maybe. Um, so what games you been playing?
0: Um, I've been eating a lot of turkey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're we are, uh, recording this episode the day, two days after Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, and it probably won't go up till like, I don't know Valentine's Day. Sure.
0: <laughs> um. Oh, for reals, actually, probably won't. Uh, that sucks. I'm yeah, sorry. The holiday
1: season's coming. Yeah. Actually, that's probably right because we're we've so this is our, what? It'll be it'll be fourteenth. This is our thirteenth episode, and oh, we only have yeah. we have three online right now.
0: Yeah. And the fourth one will be released next week. Which would be the last week of November. Yeah? That
1: yeah. makes sense? <laughs> it really won't. Wow. It might
0: not be out until Valentine's Day. So kind of uh sense.
1: so should we make this like a, a romantic podcast? Hell no. About turkeys? Anyways, um
0: <laughs> what games am I been playing? Uh so I play I'm always playing Final Fantasy fourteen. There's no there's no stopping that. New expansion's coming out next summer. Woo woo! Um, I'm really excited about that.
1: What's going on in the new expansion? I don't even know yet, but it just looks so cool. Well, you saw a video and you got excited by the video, and you don't well, even know it, what it well, it, just,
0: it looks like they're bringing back one of the characters that uh, that went away in the first at the end of the base game, mm-hmm. and it looks like they might be like merging worlds and they might be expanding the uh, the mythos a little bit, which is which is freaking awesome. I oh, man. Um, wow. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so, <laughs> so, I wonder
1: how much. Okay, so I wonder in the podcast how many times I've talked about Lost and how many times you talk about Final Fantasy XIV.
0: Uh, we can tally it up at the end of the episode. <laughs> we, I, I'll, I'll add an addendum. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like a competition. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I also, just kind of talked about Lost. No, I didn't. No, you won't. This all, doesn't, this you, doesn't you, count. You stay talking about
0: Lost. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and no, it does count. You brought it up. You talked about it. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right, fine. Uh, what if I just say the word Lost?
0: I'm going to count it. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Alright. Um, see I played that. I played um I got back into World of Final Fantasy, which is a pretty good game. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Soul Calibur with my dad. Um Which we're, I saw. It we're was pre- really great. We're pretty good, uh we're pretty good. We're 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 a fighting game kind of family. Um
1: <laughs> It's really amusing how much shit they talk to oh, each dear. other.
0: Man. because Man. when okay, so we have this rule uh that's probably again not where i'm expecting to go with the podcast but anyways we have this rule where uh if you get a perfect done on you you put down the controller because obviously you don't want to play that's how competitive (laughs) we are so (laughs) and so sometimes sometimes like you know you're getting like you're you're getting your you're getting your butt handed to you so you just try to get a quick kick in because you just want to as long as you get it to where you're not getting a perfect done on you you're fine and that's how some of the battles go but then also we've we've learned that we have to like hold off on talking all of our smack until we win because sometimes like i did on uh on last last saturday i talked a little smack a little early and then i got beat with a little like he only had like a sliver of health left and ah, man talk about swallowing your pride that'll that'll do it to you (laughs) um, <laughs> it was it was pretty funny
1: because uh, cause Will's dad you know he's he's all methodical when he's doing this button presses and everything and Will's just like Pow, pound 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 not all the buttons
0: I have there's actually strategy to that I okay. know what I can see the moves I know I'm what down.
1: buttons I'm pounding gosh.
0: No, seriously. You, you could tell. No, I could tell.
1: <laughs> like, I'm, I just thought it was funny. Just, I'm just
0: rapid pressing with the buttons because I need to, like, I'm, like, trying to cue up actions for the next one. It's just funny
1: watching you play because you're, like, it's almost like you're, like, getting up high in your chair and, like, you're biting your lip. Like, oh, I'm going to get you. Pound, 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 pound. And your dad's like, I'm going to beat his fucking ass. <laughs> Actually, so, Except my he, dad doesn't curse. So. Yeah, he doesn't curse. So, sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's all good um either way so i I played that a little bit of that and then a game i just recently bought because it was on sale for the for the black friday thing i bought uh into the breach and my lordy that's a good game um i want to talk about it more and even though this is like the season finale so yeah yeah so, uh, does
1: that mean you should just talk about it? And just... I'll
0: just, yeah, I'll just talk about it. Um, yeah, so, like, the game, the game is, like, has this, it's, a, like, kind of like a strategy RPG, but not quite an RPG, I guess. It's more like a strategy, and, uh, y- to use the buzzwords we talked about a couple episodes ago, uh, it's like, a, 10 a str- episodes ago? Yeah. Uh, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a strategy, like, action, no, not action, strategy roguelike.
1: A strategy roguelike. okay
0: uh, tra- yeah um so you can it's like it has a grid based system you take your actions in turns um and then uh one of the biggest like drawing points is that they tell you exactly what the enemy is going to do um and it's just up to you to to move them out of, so say for instance they target the square in front of them if you hit them to the left then they're still gonna target the square in front of them, but if you hit them to the left and there's an empty square, they're just missed. They'll just hit out into the hit out into the dark. But they're always like dedicated to that action that they're gonna do. And it's up to you to just kind of change the flow. I think time uh time travel might be part of the actual game. So I think that's how we're able to tell like we but have, you like it. Huh?
1: But you like it. Because do, you don't like did I ever, tra- you don't like time travel.
0: Oh no no I think they they're using time travel as a mechanic. It's like, like I think. So, as
1: long as it, it's, it's a game mechanic, but as long as it's not a story mechanic, right? Fun. I think oh, what
0: because okay. I think what they do is they have like some kind of time engine or something that allows them to see that one turn ahead kind of right. thing, and that's how they're able to like, okay, we know he's gonna hit this building. All you have to do is prevent him from hitting that building. So, I think maybe like the turn you are taking is in between them taking, like you are you are like you stop time, you see what they're about to do, and then. It's up to you to figure out how much you can accomplish within that, that split second of, uh, of time stopping, I guess. I'm not really sure how that the, how that how whole thing works. Um, all I know is I like the, the level of strategy that's built into it because I was like, oh, so if I put my guy here, I can... Like if you bump up against something, he's gonna lose more power, so I can hit him with this and make him bump up against this. And but I'm gonna lose a little bit of power. But so that's all right. And then like it's like a whole it's a whole thing. I like I kinda, strategy games.
1: I kinda wish I had this power. Like if I ever got in an argument with my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, the to know where she's going next. Yeah. So you can head up. That would be really yeah. helpful. Legit. Yeah. Legit.
0: <laughs> um, also the games uh I don't know if I I mentioned the title, right?
1: Yeah, you uh, did. But I don't remember what it's called. Oh,
0: it's called Into the Breach. Oh, okay. Um it's by the same people who made uh FTL, uh Faster Than Light, which is like a a spaceship crew simulator and then they hit you with a whole bunch of scenarios and you have to get people to certain departments to put out fires and fight aliens and things like that. Um it's a whole thing, but again, both of them are roguelike games so you kind of you have where you can save your game, but the moment you like when your whole crew dies, it's game over and you can't go back to old save file. You just start a new one, which is crazy because I don't normally like those types of games. And I think because of the strategy element that's in this game, I kind of forget that it is that game that if I die, because I already think that if I die normally, like in, a, in an XCOM, if I die or if I lose somebody, I go back to my old save files and I start again. But in this game, because I know I can't go back, there's that level of tension um, to, to wanting to do more. Or to do better.
1: According to all my game design books I had to read in mm-hmm. college, that's bad game design.
0: You know, according to everything I know and I like about games, that's bad game design. Yeah. But, again, people are starting to... F- Remember what I said before? Uh, when we were discussing the pillars, um, if you can find a way to innovate the thing that seems bad, then you can make a... a, a Like a... Um, what do you call it? A taboo game mechanic into something, or you can yeah, you can make something taboo into into something that's yeah. revolutionary. I,
1: I always which, think it's I always think it's funny when uh people write these books, these you know textbooks and everything, and mm-hmm. they're like, this is how it's supposed to be done, da da da. And then you have someone like Quentin Tarantino. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm just going to make a movie. I'm going to make it the way I know how to make a movie, or I want to make a movie,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's going to be great.
0: Well, we discussed also a couple episodes ago about games being an art form, and mm-hmm. I think if you're using that analogy, and if you're using that way to describe games, then there is never going to be a right way to make games because it's always an expression of the people that are making it.
1: Oh, agreed. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say for whatever for, the heck this? For is Into the Breach? Wow, <laughs> I can't remember.
0: <laughs> um, no, and I don't think I play. I've been playing any other games really. Oh. I have been, but that's enough games for me. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> well, now, what is it?
0: Uh, the Children of Zodiac, the one that Which I was playing was before that? you left uh, last week. It's a, it's another st- – this one is actually a strategy RPG. It's the one oh, where the cards yeah, and, yeah. like, you – it's kind of uh, – I think it's paying homage to tactics. Oh, and the dice? Yeah. It's paying homage to tactics. And so that game looks so the, boring. It's so good. I played some more. I got more dice. I have, like – my deck is growing and I got new attacks and
1: I think new that might be the game that I was watching you play. And for some reason, my eyelids kept falling down.
0: Uh, David doesn't really like strategy games like that. So I,
1: well, I'd like strategy games. I don't know. It, don't it might be one really of those ones. Like. That's the thing. Like, it's not like someone watches it, Someone play a strategy RPG and they're like, that looks so fun. Oh my gosh. It's one of those things strategy where RPGs you, is, be in you it. have to play it. Yeah. You have to play it. So <laughs> it's not for watching. Yeah. Um, so I'm still playing Dragon Quest XI. Okay. Okay. And um, it says I'm 90 hours in. I don't really believe it.
0: Holy crap. Nah, Is the game just not getting
1: good? No. Nah, <laughs> yeah, it's just not getting good. Uh, <laughs> For reals? No. But oh. <laughs> I, I really doubt it's 90 hours because, you know, like I have to set the controller down. I turn off the TV and then I got to go take care of the kids and then I'll come back to it and yada, yada, yada. So I'd imagine that I might be at like forty hours or something, you know. But uh Sure, you just suck at RPGs. Or I just suck at RPGs, I don't really know. Um but yeah, probably about thirty hours into the game or so is when it actually like started to really take off. It's not a bad game, that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. I've I've enjoyed the whole game, um, but the story didn't really take off until probably like twenty five, thirty hours. And <laughs> but it's it's going in it's going in these really weird um and i i know we talked about this outside of the podcast but it's going in these weird directions so for instance there's a character an nPC that he's he's the champ of the tournament and but he has to use he, he keeps on using this vial uh, uh, to gain strength for it and then
0: oh I know, okay I was yeah. trying to figure out what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and then, but to get this vial, you find out that he's been going to this like spider monster that has been asking him to bring other contestants to him.
0: Um, quick question: Is sure. this a spoiler?
1: Oh, it is a spoiler. Well, kind of. You're
0: usually really good about spoilers, and like you just started explaining a character of a game. That's yeah, but 40 it, it's
1: hours a, into it's it. an MP. I don't know. It's such a side story, and it's not. Okay, that's that's fine. It's not that, like the main story. Yeah. It, it's it's weird, like. It's one of those things where the game's like you have to collect these five things, and then they have like, five little side stories. Mm-hmm. That okay. so, it might be
0: something that people skip by if that, it, or yeah, or not, zoom through the text.
1: Yeah, don't. I, I mean, if people ruin the main story, I get annoyed. But if it's a little side story, I don't, usually don't care. Okay, um, and I hope everyone feels the same way. They do. Otherwise, you're gonna be pissed.
0: They do now. <laughs>
1: so anyway, so he's the champ's been going to uh, this monster to get this strength serum stuff, but he's been basically giving this monster people. But then okay. he's been using the money to, from his championships to uh, support this orphanage. Okay. So But it's 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 this really weird thing. You're like, well, you're essentially like killing people, but you're doing it for these kids that don't have parents. So and the end result is we forgive you, you're doing it for a good cause, but part of me is like, What? How are you forgiving this dude? He's like, Oh my bad. I've been giving this monster things to kill, people to kill. Sorry, did it for kids. It's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> uh and then uh, I won't get into the, the mermaid one, but uh Yeah, that
0: one's com- so convoluted, I don't know. Yeah,
1: that's that takes too much setup. But I will say so there's a casino in uh what? continue. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? It's cuz you hey. pointed at me
0: and I just wanted to like I, uh, okay. I don't know the... I felt like I felt like it it warranted a reaction and so that was my reaction. <laughs>
1: I, feel, I feel like I'm talking my hands a lot more today. Yeah. Um anyway, so there's a casino and uh and you know obviously in those games you do the casino you get you can get weapons ahead of time and everything. Mm-hmm. and i was playing
0: like the umbrella in final fantasy 14 7
1: yes i don't remember
0: if you went to gold saucer and you did the shooting game mm-hmm. uh if you did it when you first went there you could and you got a certain points uh score you could actually get the umbrella ahead of time and it had a really good attack for you them.
1: get an umbrella
0: for aries it was her weapon instead of a staff
1: i don't remember I I probably didn't take the time because usually I usually I can't stand those sections of the games like the little mini game sections.
0: Oh, I, I loved Gold Saucer, um, but yeah. like
1: the gold trying to get the golden chocobo.
0: Oh, oh we did that for sure. Oh my god! So gosh. we can get we
1: got nights So round,
0: tedious, and then we went through and we went and got the the with summon, and we 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 were maxing that out, and then you get the uh then you get the the mimic, you max that out, and then. Oh, man. And then you end up with the ultra combo so you can beat Ruby and Emerald's
1: weapon. Man. <laughs> Boring. Too much work. Anyway. Um, so much work. But I was a child and it was the only game I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I played the slots and I kept on going and I ended up getting... So you get the... It's kind of like a real slot machine and like there's a bonus mode and it's called... Uh, it's like metal mode because mm-hmm. all the little characters are slimes in the slot machine. And then you get extra bonuses for every spin during, when you're in metal mode. And then I got five sevens, mm-hmm. and I got the jackpot, mm-hmm. and I got like a billion freaking tokens or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it was so awesome!
0: What'd you get with those tokens?
1: A sword, big ass sword.
0: Was it actually good.
1: Yeah, it was hella good. I, I just now, like at ninety hours, finally found a better sword. Man, 90 hours uh, but it's just you always talk okay. about you okay. were always talking about um, music and how like it has to feel mm-hmm. yeah no it gives you that reward wording feeling you know and and because you get you get prizes throughout the game or throughout for the, the slot machine but it was it's so different it's so like triumphant the sound that they have when you get it Oh, yes. when you actually get all the jackpot Yeah, the jackpot thing It was so awesome So uh, So this part's spoilerish.
0: Then don't talk about it
1: Okay, I won't talk about it But it did something really annoying Well, okay, I won't spoil the story we'll talk, yeah, talk about But it, I will the, say the, the, that the type of thing. You get all your party members you, okay. get, you get the ability to teleport to all the locales And then all of a sudden Something happens And then it's just you and then you can't teleport to all those places that you've already been able to teleport Teleport to. You have to go get your characters all over again. You have to travel to the same places all over again. It's super annoying. It's And and, and it felt satisfying. I felt like, oh, I'm almost at the end of the game. And all of a sudden this happens and you're like, holy shit, I'm only like halfway through the game. Are you serious? This This kind of sucks. Like, this does not... And not just that, like... I just feel like I'm plodding through the story now because it came to the climax and then it just was like, "nah, eh, take you back down. And now we're like plodding back to the climax again. So you're
0: saying that it seems like they're padding their runtime for the game. And by, by, but I don't
1: get it. Sorry at 90 hours.
0: You're at 90 hours. Somebody <laughs> else probably got there in like 20. Yeah, probably,
1: well, probably 40, like 30,
0: 30, 40. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's definitely. I think we actually talked about it. In, in, we did not talk about padding, in, in pet peps peeves peps. yet because we were t- talking about bravely default. How it did the same thing. It made it seem like you finally found the light, and then all of a sudden,
1: well, see with that <laughs> one. Th- with that one, I knew exactly what to do, even though you had to do it like five times. But I knew exactly what to do each time, yeah, yeah. and it was definitely a really, actually. It was, it was a very weird padding. But it almost felt like, but they made it seem like it really fit into the story.
0: No, it didn't. Oh, okay, I hated that part. Yeah, I but I still it, haven't beat it yet because I, 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 li- I, I, just don't play that game. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to play.
1: I but, almost actually stopped playing Dragon Quest Eleven because of that, and now I finally. I have... I would have. I would. It, I have four characters again, so I'm like, okay, I have a full party. It's fine.
0: Like Final, even Final Fantasy fifteen made that mistake. Where, like, they kind of, like, the, the, like you do the things and then the... the, the That one the, isn't nearly as bad. Yeah, but thirteen the chapter 13 was the worst thing that they could have done to that mm-hmm. story. And giving, like, you, you, you get so used to working with all your team members and you, like, this big open world and you're constantly doing things. And even when you went into, like, caves and stuff like that, it still is really open. And then suddenly you're in every single corridor. Yeah. And you have one ability... And you have to like time that ability out because of the like the th- cooldown. And- These are the
1: times when Will tells me, "Okay, you need to rewrite your shit." I no, this isn't working.
0: Yeah, that that doesn't make any sense, man. There there's no reason why you should have to interrupt the pacing of a game like that. And, and which has
1: actually made me a better writer, which is kind of funny. Yeah. So it's made me like think outside of the box a little bit more. I
0: mean, man. There's so many more. Cre- there's so many creative ways to go about. So okay, maybe you did want to put him in the in that facility or whatever, right? But did you need to put him in those corridors? Why? Why were those corridors necessary? Oh, you wanted him to go like to be go exploring. Okay, then get rid of all the fights. We don't need the fights. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you wanted, and if you wanted to, to you needed the exposition. Make the guy, and you have the guy talk to him in his head, but don't make him walk. Make him run. Give, give him a sense of, like, franticness, because they made him walk the whole way through that place, and it just felt so, it felt like we were just, uh, it felt like just one giant loading screen, really.
1: Well, what they could have done, too, they could have had, like, so you have, there's three other characters, you could have had it where, like, a third of it, you have one character. And then they get separated somehow. A third of it, you have another character. They get separated somehow and yada, yada. And that really gives it like this. Um, it gives us this because you're at the you're at their end. Yeah, so you have this tension. intimate. You have Well, you, but then you have this in, like these intimate moments with the character, your, your party members individually. Right.
0: So the problem with that is you found out after i found out after i played it that the reason why they did that is because they were going to release dlc to explain those characters yeah. interactions and that to me is just piss poor like yeah, that's piss planning poor. That's... And, and story writing because to me why why am i going to replay a section to learn something i should if you're going to tell me that this is what's going on in, in the meantime all of that walking that i was doing could have been done off screen i didn't have to do that Mm -hmm. and you could and you could have brought me to the scenario that really meant something which was figuring out and i'm trying not to i'm really trying not to spoil anything so so you could have brought me to a scenario that really would have explained the other person's backstory and their uh disappearance from from the party at that time and then you obviously there's a reason this
1: dude left yeah I, i think the game got a lot of flack i mean it sold well but it probably got a lot of flack too
0: It got a lot of flack. Okay, one of the things I will say, and it is something I think it's something we're going to discuss a little bit later. Like what's more important in certain parts of, in certain parts of these stories. But I think one of the biggest things for this one is the fact that we read uh, my notes. Yes. Okay. Um, which uh, one of the things that I think. the The game did it was a really good game. It's I will talk shit about it all the time Mm. because there are certain parts of it I just did not like. But that never takes away from things being good. There's a lot of things that I actually find to be really good, but I always have big problems with. Say, for instance, Final Fantasy VII. I found that game to be really good, but there was one, there was a couple scenes in there where I thought it was like, man, you guys are really milking the shit out of this little, this little dialogue or whatever. I know
1: the golden it, saucer. I know. Wow. Um, <laughs> actually,
0: actually, I thought it was Meadle. Um, so when when Cloud was was uh, was catatonic. Um, and he was in the wheelchair, and Tifa took over the party. I liked it. Um, there, I know you always like. Every, do you remember, well, remember when you go into his brain and you're like talking like all of his different aspects of like
1: his personality coming together, and he's like coming together with realizing right. that he had taken over. But the Zax difference is is all this stuff I played when I was younger, and so I didn't think about this stuff as much. Like
0: I was thinking about game design yeah, when I was a baby. Like, so <laughs>
1: yeah, like wh- I mean, when I played Dragon Quest Eleven, yeah, if I played it when I was younger, I put him probably been like oh cool i have more gameplay but now yeah i'm thinking about it, i'm like man you just you're killing the pace of this thing yeah
0: so uh but yeah so there's there's so many games that it or that like they're actually good games but they have some shitty things about them and sometimes you you kind of see which outweighs the other and you and you power through it and, and hope that <laughs> hope that something good lies on the other side which if i'm being honest 15 closed out pretty strong and well, in my opinion it closed out pretty strong
1: uh, uh yeah. yeah it had it had a nice fulfilling ending that still was uh, that will be fucked up in final fantasy 15 too they're not gonna do a 15 they're two gonna do a 15 i
0: i would put money on saying that they're not okay. gonna do a 15 there,
1: uh, there's there's a greater chance there won't be now that that dude left
0: Right, here's the thing, they did say that they're releasing a Final Fantasy XV Comrades uh, standalone, so their Comrades is their multiplayer expansion, Mm -hmm. so they're going to release that by itself, which seems kind of alright, no, it's alright, it's the the first thing that came to my mind. Right, it's Square and it's probably just ex- uh, uh, experimenting more with multiplayer uh, capabilities. Even though you know, <clears throat> I'm mention it again. Final Fantasy fourteen is great. Final Fantasy eleven was all right, and I think right now they're just trying to figure out what is a different way we can take our Final Fantasies into <clears throat> the single player, multi- uh, Final Fantasy type gameplay into a um, into a multiplayer arena. I think they're just experimenting now um but that really that makes sucks sense that, that really sucks that the director like probably was just like fuck this shit man i I've, i came in to write this game and leave or like i came in to write this game and then work on another project i don't think even even myself as a writer, I don't think I would want to stick around. Well, yeah, maybe that's why he left. Write.
1: Actually, maybe it's because he's like, "Fuck, I'm, I'm done." With Dude, this.
0: I've I was so done with it after I wrote the original story. What's what up do you with you Final Fantasy Sixteen? You 16? want yeah. me to do
1: Seventeen? Which one do you want me to do? Jeez, I want, just I want just want to, to cont- write another game. You want <laughs> to continue Fifteen for the next five years? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm out. Yeah, I get I mean,
0: I could see that's one of the things that would suck if I were to write a story for a game and then find out that whoever was funding that game says, "Oh, I need you to write more story." for this game no i'm done i wrote it as a a a
1: piece it's done that's what happened with (laughs) i always think of sam raimi and spider-man 3 yeah because he was just and you know and then he just he did goofy stuff because when you don't want to write something it's way easier to be goofy
0: and sam raimi is just a goofy dude that's yeah he's
1: pretty he is goofy too
0: um but yeah enough about that um let's take a quick break and then we'll We'll come, unless you want to talk about something nah, that's like
1: that. cool we'll take yeah. a break and then we'll come back to with uh will's novella sweet i don't know if it's really a novella anymore we'll just call it a uh, weekly drama weekly drama that's what i meant yeah okay okay break break do it i, I will <laughs> all right back from the break and now it's time for Will's story thing. Time. <laughs> story time. Uh just to recap Ba-ba-da. on these <laughs> just the recap on these characters. Uh there's Greg, who is the doctor cop. There's Ruby, mm-hmm. who is his sexy cop robot partner. Mm-hmm. There's Annabelle, head of the hospital, and there's mm-hmm. Greg who oh no there's Tom, Tom, who is Greg's best friend. He said he doesn't who's a moocher and he doesn't give a hubbard any of the hubbards.
0: We left off <laughs> <laughs> We left off where the uh the moocher, A.K.A. Tom, was going off to uh go do some more mooching. Um and then we start off today. Back at the crime scene, who's El it? Gregorio? Um,
1: I always and, in Spanish. I don't want it to be Spanish. <laughs> you could do the black guy doing the Spanish guy's voice.
0: No. Okay. No. I'm just gonna do. I don't know. I kinda you know, funny thing is I was thinking about his voice being the same as the, the guy from uh, CSI Miami where he's just always talked so cool and then he always ends his sentences with just like little quips or whatever because he's always trying to be so cool and then he puts his glasses down.
1: He puts it, he does his quips but then he goes Ha ha ha.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's kinda <laughs> what I was gonna think about his voice. That's when I was like, It's just too cool and Greg Greg is he wants to be cool, but he's not mm-hmm. that cool. Hmm. But maybe I'll do it anyways.
1: Yeah, just do it, anyways.
0: Okay, anyways, okay. Let's just start this thing. I'm reading raps off my phone right now. Da, 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 da. Just kidding. Um, anyways, back, <laughs> back wow. at the crime scene. So, what do you think happened here? Oh, I did the wrong voice already. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Actually, this is I, oh wow! I did, I started the dialogue off with the sexy robot partner, so it's not that voice at all. <laughs> um, take two. Take two. I'm gonna have to cut all of that shit out.
1: Why? Cause I just said all the subtle, wisest stuffs. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <funny. laughs> Anyways, um, it's they get to have a behind the scenes uh glimpse. Sure. Of us uh, at work. Huh? Of us at work.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so it starts off with the sexy robot partner. And she's, she's she chimes in with
3: So, what do you think happened here?
1: Yeah. Beep, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> we can do that.
0: Uh, said the sexy robot partner Well, I'm not quite sure, but I do know that someone died here. Obviously, somebody died, Right? Your sound effects are going to be the best, right? <laughs> <laughs> he turns back to his partner, thinking he's cool or something. His partner looks... <laughs> his partner thinks he's just a weirdo. How did I get stuck with him? Sure. She says. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: a response. sounds like the stripper from South Park. Okay works then.
0: Um looking around the room, Greg sees a bookshelf with a couple books on the floor in front of it, some papers scattered on the floor, some covered in blood, a footprint next to the body. Whoops, that's mine. Hope no one notices. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then the robot chimes in with
3: my analysis of the scene. Indicates that the crime was committed at 9.03pm with a knife by her husband. The motive seems to be money based on the statements
0: on the desk and floor. Oh man. <laughs> I almost had it. Did you have to do that?
3: <laughs> it is my job, Greg. <laughs>
1: That's like your emphasis on... Have
0: <laughs> the rest of the team enters the room and starts photographing the scene and collecting evidence. Looks like our work is done here. He puts his glasses down <laughs> over his eyes because he had them on his forehead for dramatic, you know, right? Sense, whatever, whatever. Trying yeah, to be cool again, obviously, and, and do a pose, yeah. Cool, and it looks
1: off into the sunset.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, But it's the sun is already set, so he's just kind of looking off into the (laughs) sky.
1: (laughs) And the robot partner is just like, "What are you doing?"
0: Knowing he really didn't do any work, (laughs) right? Or did he? Hmm.
1: He gave her inspiration.
0: I guess Hmm. that's that's the end of this episode, though. Oh, that's it. Yeah.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh, was shorter than I thought.
0: Yeah.
1: We're gonna need more next time yeah next time for sure okay okay
0: no actually kind of i, I really just kind of keep it the snippets like that i like the, the short little snippets. okay yeah. fine. on the next episode though we're gonna find out about a uh some more stuff that's going on in the hospital we're gonna find out about what the moochers up to you know who he's mooching from and uh we're gonna find out about this uh this relationship between uh, greg and, uh, and annabelle see if that's uh see if it's uh sustainable considering his two jobs and his you know
1: his sexy robot partner your sexy
0: robot partner
1: <laughs> okay so uh, okay I never know where to go after that so let's just dive right into the other stuff oh, all right okay so let's talk um well I was talking about doing a break but whatever um so there's 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 pretty much uh six major well, you all right, dude? <laughs> there's six major... i getting high off this turkey, my <laughs> dude. <laughs> so there's six parts to uh, a story, um, or main parts to it. There's, there's a theme, the plot, story structure, characters, settings, and then style and tone kind of just goes together. So, f- well, can you describe theme for me? take your time uh, um, okay so
0: <laughs> i wasn't expecting you to ask that um i would say the theme is typically the overall message that's trying to be told by the story so say for instance like a like the three little pigs mm-hmm. um i guess the theme of that is by tar- a
1: shotgun just in case wolves come to your house
0: it's preparedness, I guess, um or something to that effect,
1: don't be lazy, no, don't be cheap, don't be cheap. cheap. Buy brick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is the theme it's
0: a it's a it's an advertisement for for <laughs> for, for for masonry
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go maybe
0: um but yeah, that's what I think of a theme. A theme is definitely like a a central message that's trying to be told by the story as a whole um
1: so are there any um other any reoccurring themes that you have in your storytelling um
0: shoot I think mainly that loss doesn't or not loss um yeah I guess loss loss and um what do you call it when something opposes you um opposition obviously not that (laughs) um Anyways, uh, that loss doesn't d- define who you are or something like that. I think I, I tend to write a lot to that. What uh,
1: does define what you are?
0: You. Oh,
1: well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You're Very logical in your storytelling. Very much so. <laughs> um, so. I'm a very
0: logical person, as it is. So, there's that.
1: So, I don't really know if I have a recurring theme for myself now. I know when I was writing my past stories... Like it. It just seemed like they always had some type of r- religious element to it.
0: Are you a religious person yourself, sir?
1: Um, do we really want to dive into that in the podcast? Yeah, why not? Oh, okay. If you
0: have a religious element to your story writing, I don't see why not.
1: Um, so so I I believe in God, but mm-hmm. I'm not a religious person. Um, wow, I can't believe I'm diving into this. But for you me.
0: I mean, you don't You only have to dive as deep as you want. I uh, know, I'll dive, I'll dive in.
1: So for me, I, I, like I kind of have a mathematical brain. So I think of, I think of, um, you know, like believing in God and saying that there's no way there's a God or kind of have equal value. And so I'm kind of, I, 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 my base point's always kind of in the middle between the two. And it's just kind of been things in my life that have brought me closer to thinking there is God. But I mean, realistically, there's no way for me it, knowing but i suppose my the reason why it becomes my theme is because there's always a curiosity in me but then so you
0: explore that theme
1: yeah explore that theme okay and well not just that i mean there's obviously like xenogears deal like is my one of my favorite favorite stories so i loved i actually love the idea of technology and religion mixing together to tell a story so Moving on to that, <laughs> I There's feel it of, feels weird. Was one of those
0: hand movements it was great.
1: Oh, uh, well, it feels weird. I mean, actually, it feels weird explaining, like, telling my religious beliefs to the world. Um, I can always get that if you want. No, I don't really care. Okay. Um, so, okay, what what it, explain plot then?
0: The plot, I believe, would be the overarching. Narrative. Now, when when we're talking about theme, we're talking about a message that's being portrayed by the by the narrative. Now, yeah, I,
1: I, I kind of get. I think I get theme and plot mixed up all the time. Yeah, and then because plot I guess, are the
0: actual things that happen, and then theme is the, the thing that you're supposed to garner from the events that happened in the plot.
1: So you think that theme and plot are kind of intertwined?
0: They're intertwined in the way that plot is pretty much the the central driving factor for all of a story, for uh, the theme. No, it, it, other pieces of the story, the setting could be, uh, is driven by the plot. Like you can't, if your plot has to do with people fighting, bo- or uh, I don't know, riding camels. You don't want them. The setting is usually dictated by that. So you're like, oh, they're <laughs> probably gonna be in the desert.
1: They're riding a camel. New York City.
0: New York. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so you could do that, but.
1: It's a carnival.
0: Parade. Sh- sure.
1: Circus of Lay is coming to town. They're having a parade. And they're, oh, and they're doing with camels.
0: Mm hmm. Oh, okay. So, what's, anyways. The, what's
1: the theme of this story? Hmm? What's the theme of this story?
0: Anything can happen?
1: Okay. That no <laughs> I don't know,
0: man. <laughs> um but no plot uh, it's typically like i said it's it's the it's the actual events that drive the story um and the plot typically has to deal with what the beginning middle and end is and everything that falls in between it's kind of hard to say that those are necessarily the plot the plot is really just the uh the central points that define the story
1: yeah like the conflict and struggle yeah. of of the characters and all that stuff yeah um, so are there any? Well, I guess, I guess themes are the things that are going to be recurring between stories, but I mean, like, plots should be different, yeah. Plots should really be different. Um, and just like you know, like Final Fantasy, like it has a lot of the same themes, but then the plot,
0: the plot is always like a yeah, they always try to make
1: <laughs> the plot is always a variation of, of the one before it, really.
0: Well, well, they their central theme is always uh, the power of the crystal, mm-hmm. um. Well, it
1: might even... Always that. Because some of them don't even have a crystal.
0: Oh, no. Every Final Fantasy has had crystals. Mm. Tell me one that doesn't. Come on. Part one. (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) There's the crystal (laughs) in the cave with uh, Garland. That helps him. I think that helps him distort time. Um,
1: I don't remember what they are in eight. Honestly. uh, Actually, I don't even remember in seven.
0: The materia oh those are it's, supposed to be the crystals it's the crystals everywhere
1: uh, <laughs> well, what about eight then
0: eight was uh i think it was uh Lutanic pandora is one giant crystal but it has it has to do with the power that Ultimacia seeks in order to distort time and fold it over itself itself
1: oh that thing yeah, I, the, yeah I, that I like plot
0: to, point that exists only at the end of the game, but apparently there are tendrils throughout the game that you just have yeah, to kind of Yeah, maybe
1: you should have just been paying attention. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so the, I guess there wouldn't be, you know, recurring plots.
0: Not really. Um there are there are plot structures that are constantly reused um yeah. in terms of uh like when you like usually how they have like when they're like gathering up your party, there's typically the same plot as always that we we all have the same thing we're going towards, so of course we're gonna team up and then you have a party, but it's all because the RPG mechanics typically dictate that you have more than one person in your party. Not always.
1: Typically, in the Final Fantasies, they don't typically go one player. I mean, well, Lightning Returns was just Lightning.
0: Typically, yeah. And Lightning Returns and 13 too, don't even count as Final Fantasies anymore. I see. It's kind I'm of weird because she
1: was like her own. She was, she was like one party by herself somehow. Yeah, because all of her paradigm shift or whatever.
0: Dime. Paradigm.
1: Paradigm. Yeah. that work.
0: Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: story structure. So do you believe in following a the stereotypical story structure?
0: No. I don't. I think story structure is made for writers when they're beginning, but uh,
1: what actually? What perspective do you usually like write from? Blogs? Huh. What what uh, story per- perspective do you usually write from? Not obviously, you know, when you're making the game, right. but but when you're actually like making the novel form of it.
0: I typically write from a more uh, omnipotent. Uh, viewpoint so kind of the outside looking in third person kind of thing but sometimes i write from the first person because it's easier to describe emotions and it's easier to describe uh the appearance of things around that character um also it really depends on the the scenario that you're writing because you could be writing something where that first person perspective is
1: actually needed um you, so do you, you think it's okay the, the switch when you're when you're telling a story,
0: um, because I never really thought about that. I it guess it really I'm, depends because when you're when you're playing in, in video games, the story telling perspective changes all the time. Yeah. Um, but when you're writing, like when you're novelizing, you have to really pick out what what um what point of, point of view you're gonna pick. I, I think I have to on. really
1: think about it, but I think for the most part, like if I read a book, I don't think the I don't think the um perspective really. It's always Ever changes. But, yeah, it's always always it's, consistent.
0: They pick it up right off the bat. So if they end up telling the story from the character's perspective, they usually start off by giving like inner thoughts of that character, and then they move from there. Which is weird.
1: I don't know why you have to do that. I mean, I I could totally say where like one chapter it's from first person. I'm sure it's because co- sure it would there's be people conf- that do that. I was
0: gonna say it'd be co- really confusing, and I think there are people that do it, but they you have to be really really good yeah, at I, it.
1: I feel like yeah that too. I, know I feel like you have to split it up by chapter.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, you have to like if you're going to switch perspective between the thing. Also, first-person perspective typically means that you're gonna to have to switch between characters at sometimes, or you might have to switch between characters. So, and again, that's where the chapter structure might come into 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 play. I mean, some video games kind of do that too, where they have you play different chapters as, as different characters, and then they come together, and you kind of pick which one you're gonna.
1: Well, that's kind of like so. So do you like that? Okay, so that's kind of how the Game of Thrones books are written. Like it's just a bunch of, like it follows the first person perspective of a bunch of different characters. And you might actually learn about what's happening to someone else from the perspective of, you know, that first person character. Even though they might be someone else that you have their perspective of, but you find out what happens to them through that way. Mm -hmm. Like So is is that something you typically do? Do you you stick with one central character or do you kind of like to jump around
0: um when i'm writing usually the plot centers around one character um
1: but it, you're not like married to that are you no yeah
0: no when you if you're writing especially if you're writing multiple types of things then you never really you don't get stuck to any kind of nomenclature you you kind of you have to adapt and and make a I, get,
1: I guess for me, like, it's something that I, I never really thought about story structure before. Um, I, I guess I am kind of a, you know, like, the, the typical, like, first, second, third, you know, like, I don't really jump around in my story very often, which is, I'm going to have to start experimenting with that, now that I think about it. Um, so, as far as characters go, um, do you, shoot. I shouldn't have said anything because I had exactly what I was going to ask you. Um, Just say it. No, I totally forgot. This really <laughs> sucks. <laughs> you have to give me, like, a couple seconds.
0: Um, so, what about characters are we talking about? Are we talking about uh, how they should be written? Um, do we write them ahead of time? Do we let them evolve as, on their own? Well, we kind of like, already talked
1: about that before. As, um, yeah. So, my question was, it was a good freaking question, too. Not that good. Obviously, I can't wait for you to cut some of this out.
0: I'm not going to cut any of it out. I'm going to show just how, how much I
1: struggle in my struggle. head. Yes. Fuck, that really sucks. It was actually a good question. Hmm. Uh, I think it had to do with. Um, well, do you do you typically start with the main character? I mean, that would make when, sense when
0: writing the story. Or uh, do you
1: think of it like a, as a group of characters?
0: Um, I actually start writing or i write like what i want i guess you just
1: start with the main character but i write uh
0: what i want to happen to that character in the middle and the end and but do you
1: you don't really think about like what that character is like you just think about what happens to him
0: at first yeah that's that's but that's how i do it but then like you start in the middle writing this character and then you back up and then you write the beginning of the character and then you start to figure out okay so these beginnings, what do I have to make this character do and how do I have to make this person feel in order to adhere to the story that I need them to be a part of. And then as I start writing along, most of the time my stories end up changing based on how I write the character because the character is put in like I, I make the make the So
1: you put more value in this character. Yes.
0: Hmm. Um so you start off yeah you start look like you start off making a a story you get the beginning middle and then you go okay now i need a character to drive this story or characters to drive the story and then you start writing those characters and sometimes um i think we talked about it uh like one or two episodes ago you kind of let the story start to tell itself. You start to let these characters develop themselves. So you're writing and maybe you said, okay, this happened to this when he was this age. And then you start to realize, okay, so if this would have happened to this person at this age, then he would be like this when he gets older. So maybe that plot point in the middle, will actually maybe adjust that because according to his personality, which is crazy because you, once you des- design that character, then they drive everything else because that you can't just force them to make decisions. Um, that their character that you've developed them as wouldn't make you know so if you had wrote a, a, a plot point that says that he's going to kill this person right but then as you started writing his character and you said that this happened to when he was younger then you think about it and you're like oh that kind of trauma would not allow anybody to want to kill somebody they would actually value life more and blah blah, blah. so then you're like okay so we got to change these things to make to make it kind of uh, to make it fit more in line with the way the character this character has uh has developed as a person.
1: So, what do you think of when you think of like the the um, the setting being a character? Um,
0: you have
1: any you have any examples?
0: I t- technically, the okay, game we're working on the setting is character.
1: Oh, uh, really? oh, for of destiny and fate. No, 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 no. Oh,
0: no, down
1: dungeon. The, the tower game.
0: I said we. Oh, right. Oh, uh, okay, got it. Uh, so. I think having the setting as a character is probably a, it prob is probably one of the most difficult things to write. Uh because if the setting It doesn't exactly have a personality. Yeah, but if the setting is the a uh, character in it, or the the settings being written as like a central thing.
1: But it can have a mood.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that can change a lot of like players' interactions with it and uh or character interactions with it and Again, the way I, the same way I said that a character kind of grows into itself when you're writing it, that works the same thing with a, with a setting. If the if the setting ends up being, excuse me, what dictates the character's actions, then suddenly you have to start. You have to, everything has to to work in tandem. I mean, you always want to make sure that all of your things don't not every. You don't want anything to feel like it just stands by itself and there's nothing else that's attached to it. Because then there's no point in having that in the story if if it's not attached to anything in the story, you know. Um, this is me also taking like subtle jabs at certain things that you add to the story. Um, that I oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. But it's a uh, that that's always been like my my theory. Like if it doesn't, if it if it does, and if it does add to the story, then s- the um, the setting has to be. I guess not. it has to be big enough to encompass everybody that's involved in the story, then.
1: If you're making it its own
0: character, I guess. You know
1: what I mean? Oh, so that's your gripe about it. So it can't just be something that's used by one person. It has to be something that's important to all. Yes. Okay, I wish I knew that. I'm going to make this work.
0: I'm sure you will, and I'm still going to shit it down. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's next? No, you, you guys, you're going to poo-poo. Poo-poo it. Poo-poo it. Um, <laughs> next. Uh, so, basically, so for style and tone... Um, Those are some of the hardest
0: things you can do in story writing.
1: I mean, yeah, I guess. Right? I'm,
0: a, I'm a really depressing writer, so <laughs> when I write things, my tone tends to to uh, gravitate more towards the macabre uh, it's not <laughs> it's never really like what's macabre uh, I always forget it's kind of like depressing it's, oh, okay. it's yeah, very yeah, yeah. like dark black yeah. um, but they um, so I really
1: like do you like it when because um, anime is so like vibrant and everything but then they always kind of tell a darker story do you like that contrast I love
0: it yeah, I love it. I like sometimes when they when they go through the whole thing, and sometimes it's just spend a whole episode and just telling you why this person is so freaking broken, or if I'm telling why this person is so just inspired to do the things and and be the hero or whatever. And then you realize, oh shoot, they, they lost both of their kids. Jeez, <laughs> like you yeah. know what I mean? Or or oh oh you 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 saw your mom shot right in front of you. Oh. Okay, I can see why oh. you'd
1: want revenge. Now I know why you're uh, Batman. <laughs> what? <laughs> I am
0: Batman. Um, yeah, I, I I like that. I think one of the biggest problems that I have, though, is trying to add a little bit of comedy and add a little bit of kind of like excitement and but is it necessary? Maybe some positivity, you know, from my perspective, no i yeah no I'm, t- I'm telling stories that are just they are just that that's there's there's no real excitement to it and that loss is is not a funny thing and loss isn't a isn't a uh, excitable thing you know and so no i don't really think it's necessary but there are certain points where i do want to write more stories stories that are more vibrant and i think i just that's the practice i have to get into. Uh, it's almost like it sounds like I'm just a really depressing person, but I'm not. I'm actually
1: a really happy person. <laughs> well, there is, is a describe. level of uh, of realism to, you know, there's always so much so much pain and misery someone can take mm-hmm. that, you yeah. know, like, so they have all this pain and misery, like, at a certain point, you know, for them to push forward, there has to be a little bit of light in their life, you know? Right. There has to be something that they can see at the light of the, in the tunnel, or there has to be something where... um. They they know that there's good somewhere because if they don't think there's ever going to be good, then they have to have that you know a level of their motivation. There right. has to be that little bit of good so that they can have the motivation because you know they want more of it or something like that. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's something to work towards is something that to to look forward to. Yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, no. Um, let's see. That was harder to do without doing a little bit of thinking beforehand. We should have taken a break, but it's okay. No, nah, that's good. Um, <laughs> and then you said
0: style in there as well. Um, style, I think, is really important just because... Um, and it, it's well, typically it, well, something you determine when you start writing a story. You already know what your style okay, is Okay, so you determine it at the beginning. What, yeah, hmm. t- before
1: you even write the plot. Well, that's what... That's. I mean, that was what I was going to ask you is um, like, kind of what order do you think of... So I'm gonna, I'll just tell you the order I, I think of things in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I typically think about... You know, I I always tell you that I'm always thinking about the characters. They're really important to me, mm-hmm. and then I'll try to think about what theme I want to tell through those characters, and then then that's when I start si- starting about. And then story structure and plot kind of go hand in hand. Actually, no, story structure and plot kind of go hand in hand for me because you mm-hmm. know I told you I kind of write in segments or whatever, and then uh, and then I'll think about the style and tone, and then surprisingly like for me i don't really care about the setting till the very end okay um i mean obviously you need all these things to propel it forward but when you're first thinking about it like the setting just seems so arbitrary to me unless you know like oh my theme oh it's a sci-fi theme well obviously i gotta be out in space or whatever
0: or something to that effect or that.
1: something to that effect something with technology dah, 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 dah. um but i mean, i am curious for you like like of these what what is what do you put the most value in and what do you put the least value in
0: um i know you hate these answers but um sometimes but i always i always think of like they all technically have an equal footing you can't if you prioritize one too much you lose Uh, say for instance you prioritize like stylizing certain things um you prioritize like i just want it so badly to look like like a like a new york or a neo new york setting or whatever mm-hmm. blah, blah blah and you start you you might start to lack on plot
1: right or then or then your characters that you have in your head don't like work for that world and then and... yeah so like when you
0: prioritize one you t- you tend to lose out except for if you're prioritizing maybe like theme or or um uh, or characters, because that you might be able to, to to build something out of that, but even then, like it still feels like if you do that, then then the setting may not like it doesn't feel maybe they don't feel like they fit in the setting, and maybe the plot doesn't actually turn out very well because you were so, so preoccupied on telling a message that you forgot. Oh crap! I need to write a story. <laughs> yeah, you know that's I mean? true. So no, like, that that totally makes sense. Um, but the first thing I usually think about uh, when I'm writing is um style and plot so it's usually okay so i do i want this to be fantasy do i need this to be sci- sci-fi or whatever blah, blah blah but then you're also thinking if i am going to be doing sci-fi what plot fits best with sci-fi and then if i'm going to so- be doing fantasy then oh i need to probably go something like this because you know when you're doing sci-fi you're thinking cell phones communicator devices right, right, right. it's really big towards writing a story when the, in sci-fi and the uh, technology is just you have to start thinking about what the possibilities for the characters to do these certain things are, or if you just want to get rid of them all together and still make a sci-fi thing, which would be just kind of weird. Um, and then fantasy, you're like, okay, sweet. That means that they travel by by land a lot, like by you know by carts and, and wagons and chariots and stuff like that. And then, oh, but it's fantasy, so technically they could fly if they wanted to. Like they like could use magic to fly, or maybe we just say, oh, maybe flying magic was banned. Or maybe like the only thing, maybe there is no way to use magic to fly, and that the only things that can fly
1: are magical beasts. Oh, then we can add dragons. Or maybe there's magical items that give them like Cupid wings or. Yeah,
0: little, little things like that. So then you see or how the story you, you see how story starts fleshing out, yeah. From there, and then you can start to design things um,
1: and, and hone in onto the the things that you really want. So, so you say that they have equal value, but I so I am curious. You know, like, so say you had great, you, had, you know, you have incredible characters. Your story structure is great. Plot, theme, your style and tone are amazing. Mm-hmm. But then, what if what if? but then but then if those are all great like would your setting really matter you know yeah go on <laughs> uh
0: it's because i think all well round all 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 great stories and all well rounded stories typically the theme plays it plays a part so or sorry the the setting plays a part it's uh, uh I'm trying to think of like, okay. Think about the story of Final fantasy seven. Okay. If they were to do that and take, had taken away the technology aspect of the setting, it would not be the same game. It wouldn't be the Why? same story because the Mako reactors was like a, a big thing. It was a driving thing that showed that this was a worldwide conflict. It was, it showed that this, this was something that affected the planet as a whole. You know what I mean? Um, they uh, uh yeah or, like uh i guess it or was be, that a plot device definitely not a plot device okay. i'm pretty sure they that if you really look at it i mean it affected everything all the way up to the northern canyon um where uh the the
1: the, the little the ancient well, yeah you don't have to go about, was about too but much but you, you see what i'm saying no right? i see what you're saying There that That being said it's it's fun trying to prove you wrong, some good
0: storytellers can probably make something out of that and and say, "Hey, no matter what, these characters would always do the same thing in any kind mm-hmm. of setting, but i th- I think even better writers than that would figure out a way no, they're always, to they' always they probably think to holes together, in it. yeah, um, but again, I'm sure it is a talent for somebody to write characters and write things um and write a theme and 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 kind of write out all this stuff and then just say hey put it wherever you want to put it
1: well i was thinking about like <laughs> i was just trying to think about what's most essential and i and for me i was thinking about style and tone and settings as being like the salt and pepper that you put in after you make everything to yeah. make it just that much better
0: i think well in case i was just thinking in my head I was like what could you take out and, and be fine and i was like you can kind of, you can almost take out characters sometimes and be fine because I know there's a lot of uh player driven narr- char- player driven narratives where the the character that the player is given is just kind of an empty husk of a character and right. you're out here making all the decisions Final Fantasy
1: 12.
0: You don't want to fight on this podcast. <laughs> um and, then, and it's kind of an empty husk of a character that you're kind of you're making all the decisions so you're like creating the character as you go. But even then technically the character is already written for you because it's already been giving several different mm-hmm. paths to go down so yeah i'm tr- i'm trying I, to yeah. i'm trying to find some holes myself i mean like like i said for me characters
1: it. just it's number one no matter what um and I even mean, theme can be changed but if it like it can
0: be lower prioritized but at the same time i'm still thinking of like games with multiple branches I, and you can i think still i put themes theme, on either, every i think branch. i put
1: theme too high because i typically write a story and it seems like a theme spawns from yeah. from the story rather than yeah. the other way around yeah. so i i guess it i guess it can d- depend i mean
3: you can't really write a story without a theme
1: i mean we did whether you know well, it or not,
0: whether you know it or not a theme will always be there yeah
1: well we did start one of our stories just by our space love story by a theme so okay. which That's was fun that was so fun i can't believe how that one turned out anyway um Actually, that that could be a fun exercise for us. That just we'll take a a theme, and try to come up with a story, a plot. Try to come up with a story, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And then, like for story structure, we have to think about obviously not doing beginning, and middle, end. Like Quentin some very, Tarantino. yeah, some very or Memento, some very obscure one, and just kind of I don't know. This is all this is all fun stuff. The 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 practice and be amusing for the podcast. <laughs> essentially okay so uh let's let's go on a quick take a quick break though
0: okay so uh we're back i was eating some pecan pie i'm still kind of eating some pecan pie
1: delicious (laughs) delicious all right (laughs) Sorry. I always forget to give Will a chance to laugh at his own stuff. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You want to laugh. You want to. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about... Um, well, I'm going to assume that you think this. Uh, video game mechanics that lend to the story. That you think that's...
0: Do I think they're good, essential, or bad, or
1: what? I don't I really one. know. That's just what I wrote. So, actually, so... Um, I will go this direction. So, when I was in school for video game program design, um, I remember reading in the textbook, and I think we talked about this maybe a little bit already, but it basically said that you always have to write, make, you always have to come up with the game, and the gameplay, before you write the story. Okay. And I know you're opposite. You actually think, you actually write your story first, and then you mm-hmm. come up with the gameplay, which, you know, works because you typically... Like you make a lot more RPGs,
0: I think. So the reason why I do that is because if I write a story and it ends up being a really good story, but it doesn't end up being a story that can that's suited for a game, then that's that's fine. But if I write a story and suddenly start to realize there's a lot of combat, there's a lot of fighting, there's a lot of things that the play, having the control or the player control these these actions would actually be kind of cool, then it lends towards that. There's definitely many stories I've written that I was like, man, I want this to be a video game, but it just doesn't turn out to be anything that a video game would benefit from. Right. And that it would benefit better either from like a a novel media or from, I don't know, thinking about maybe one day turning into like a screenplay and doing like a mini series or doing like a TV show or something like that. But never. Yeah. That's the reason why I write story first. So so you just just
1: don't lend the gameplay. So you just happen to think about gameplay when you're writing a story.
0: Yes, um, there are some times where I have written a story where I wanted specifically to write a story that was going to be an RPG, mm-hmm. and then then you start to manipulate the story to
1: make it more
0: uh, form fitting for that for that formula.
1: And and I I can't remember if I talked about it in the podcast, but whatever. Um, okay. but I you know I totally think that the like I personally think that you need to think about them both when you're when you're making your story when you're making your gameplay. Like I think they they need to be like this symbiotic relationship between the two, because I I like it so much better when when there's just these subtle things in the story, and then all of a sudden it's in the gameplay too. Like like I mean, remember all those games back in the day where they would have the the cutscene the the FMV cutscene, and they're doing all this badass stuff, and then you get into the game, and they're like, well you can hit the attack button, and he goes, yeah. And then you hit an attack button again and he goes, Yeah. No, he goes, yeah, yeah. Oh, he goes, Yeah, yeah. But you can't <laughs> do any of that awesome stuff that was in the cutscene. Right. And I I always that always kinda drove me crazy. I'm like, Well, if you're gonna show him doing all this crazy stuff in this cutscene, then you better find a way to make them at some point, even if it's just a little button push.
0: Or like a limit break or something. Oh, or, yeah, it's some limit like a, break or Or the quick time event or something to make it to where it makes it at least you seem like a badass.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so if you think about
0: what we were talking about, the which one you write first or which mm-hmm. one you, you think about first. I mean,
1: gameplay comes
0: first in every Nintendo game. And that's the reason why their games are so fun to mm-hmm. play. But if you really look at it, their stories typically aren't that great. The Zelda stories have never been great. Sorry, I apologize. The Zelda stories have never been anything to write home about. They've always been. That's all I write home about. They're unique. I would say that. They're um especially like they're early, fine. They're their, they're good. The early ones were very. They're very
1: unique. They had they had a way that they told stories. It was it was very. But they but you can tell the the they just have parts. Like like for the most part, they're exactly the same. But they'll have scenes that make them stand out from right other you know
0: or gameplay mechanics that make their story stand out. Mm-hmm. I
1: e, um,
0: what do you call it? Majora's Mask, like that. The, right. the original the 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 start up like the, the mechanic of time it's like always it since it's always just like looming above you
1: no pun intended with the moon and whatnot but yeah. <laughs> good job uh, so well then you have Sony who you know they have the Last of Us they have God of War they have Horizon Zero Dawn do you think that they think about gameplay first or do you think that they're really trying to tie these together I mean you have Uncharted and I f- I feel like they they're like complete Uncharted piece. was just a
0: straight story. Yeah.
1: yeah. That from what I've played, it definitely seems
0: like the writers wrote a huge story and they sat down with the for Uncharted, mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they sat down with the storyboard artist and said, "Hey, here's the cinematics. This is how we want it to play this. We want this epic scene. We want this." And they sat down with the programmers and said, "Can you do this with this technology?" Oh, we can't? Okay, we'll dial a little bit of these things back here and there. Okay, so we're gonna put this this is this will push the potential of the of the console, right? Okay, we'll do that too. And then like that's that was like seems like their mindset. It was like we're making a movie, but there's gonna be sections and you'll be able to play blah blah blah. But we're making a movie in video game form. Right. And I think that with like Horizon Zero Dawn and, and God of War, it was let's write a story for a video game and then like it would because if you have the mindset that your story is going to be for a video game you you'll write the ways that the inter, the the player can interact with the world and, and interact with the story and actually can drive the story forward like for God of War like they wrote the story about
1: his actually for God of War it had the story had to come first because why would they even
0: that's what I'm saying, but they wrote a story that was going to be a video game. He didn't right. write a story and say, mm, I guess it's going to be a video game. Well, I don't know specifically the the thing, but it definitely felt like that. Like, they wrote mm-hmm. a story. They knew it was going to be a video game, and then they're like, oh, look, at this is the way we can make them go do this mechanic. Oh, this is how we can introduce this mechanic. Oh, this is how we can do this. Also, at the same time, we're introducing all of these this North mythology, and we just that's really probably one of their big driving things is we have a new uh, Pantheon that we're going through, and we need to make ways that we can introduce that and you could tell by certain parts of the game when you kind of had to go back and forth through certain areas that they were like introdu- just trying to introduce more people and more mechanics which there are some parts of that where I was not a fan of but again there are just always even some of the games that I admire the most have parts of them where I'm just like mm, I'm, I'm out <laughs> but I you know I don't I'm not a really big fan of this good thing I got past it quick you know that kind of thing um yeah so, uh,
1: what was it in in God of War
0: that that I didn't like? Yeah, they a lot of backtracking, and I didn't like. The, uh-huh. I, I thought the boat thing was cool just because of the scale of the world and the freaking uh, Yormagon, the 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 world serpent, like how big he was. Like I thought, like just the fact that they were rendering him the, all, like all that time and like you could see like his body and you could see like sometimes in the distance you just see him kind of hovering over a place and then when he came in like the first time you finally like you first time you actually like talk to him or whatever and he came in and he was just all it was just it was epic yeah Um, so I liked that and then but I didn't like actually having to like row my boat everywhere um, but that's that's traversal mechanic whatever
1: obviously we I sure talk- didn't to the story though like so, well,
0: here's the thing. I didn't like it to get places, but I liked it when he told uh Norse mythology, like mm-hmm. little stories like that, because they told it in a way where they weren't
1: 100% accurate to the actual Norse uh, myth, Norse myths. Okay. But it was also like bonding time between him and his son, even though like combat is too, but it, it was lent, it lent to that theme. Mm-hmm. Yes. But for me the story wasn't I guess they could have done the same thing when they're no, I mean well Well, they could the thing is you could have taken it out altogether. When you're running fine. Yeah, but when you're running, you're typically fighting every little bit and I don't
0: know. Yeah. I like. The boat mechanic lended to them being able to tell full full little fables and Mm -hmm. and tales and whatnot. And then, like, if you, were I would to, just stop if you my to, boat <laughs> and so, listen. Sometimes I would too, yep. but then other times they, of course, they knew people wanted mm. to still hear him, So then you go up to the shore and be like, "We'll talk about this later, boy." <laughs> yeah, uh, um, yeah, <laughs> or fuck up for now, or that little the little talking head and whatnot. But mm. yeah, um, I I think that might have been uh, no, nah, I think
1: fine. they showed that they show it. It's okay, fine. but yeah, they, it's it's yeah, I'm sure it's in one of the trailers, one of the. 20 trailers that the game probably had yeah
0: i well i tried that whole time i was talking about that i tried not to give any spoilers whatsoever it's very just pretty much what's shown in the trailers um but yeah no i mean it really depends and i guess if you have a team writing something
1: i guess yeah i guess if you have a team then it's almost impossible not to do it all together integrate it all together Yeah. yeah
0: Because if somebody, for somebody's like, 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 uh, if somebody's head in the story, he's writing, 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 writing. He or she, sorry, is writing, 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 and then somebody else goes um so what are we doing for the setting it forces the writer to go okay we got okay so da, 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 let's do this and then another person goes okay so how would this lend to gameplay mm let me see okay so maybe if we can go back here da, 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 da. and then you got that so it's like you have people constantly feeding in asking the right questions right. and constantly saying hey we um one of our programmers designed this thing that allows you to uh to throw the axe and bring it back or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you how how else can we uh, do that in gameplay? So then somebody else is talking to somebody else going, "Oh, we could do this, this, this." Oh, how could we actually make this a story? We can get rid of the axe at one time, right? Cool. And then we can, oh, you know what we could do? And then they did the thing that they did that was a really big surprise for the game, which I really liked um, towards like the middle of the game, which was pretty good. Um, but you see what I'm saying? I, yeah,
1: I already talked about it in the podcast. I'd like put down my controller. I'm like. Oh,
0: Awesome. yeah and so like things like that but it's when you have a team so i mean even like say for instance for the stories that we've written if we had um if it was just me writing it'd be different if it was just me and you writing it be We're what team, it is god damn it but if there was more people yeah. including like people who dedicated certain aspects of a game then it, it the story sometimes would either change or it would become it would be more enhanced by uh, the the game itself would be more enhanced by having um, more cooks in the kitchen, if you will. um, And having people's uh, input on how to further integrate storytelling into, into the gameplay and into the other things that would be
1: the other aspects of a video game. It almost fit. It almost feels like sometimes there has to be like too many people. Like that must be a problem at some of these studios. There's just too many people. And like, Feelings are hurt because they're like nobody likes my idea. No, that's why you have. That's why you have a director. They're making me rewrite it. It's probably well. Again, you have
0: somebody directing the project, I know, so I know, you have man. somebody who's already, who's probably who's the arbiter of all of these decisions and going. Okay, so I like that mechanic, but it's not going to work with what we got going. Yeah, Let's save it for the second game, and you know what I mean. Like, you have that person. You have the producer going through and making sure everybody's doing things on time and, and trying to make sure make sure that the story writer hasn't rewritten the story for the 20th time and go hey we like that it works guys
1: dude i'm sorry man it works i can't help it ideas pop in my head and i just i started writing it down that wasn't a jab i know i'm just playing oh it. okay <laughs> it has happened with us though i know i yeah. know <laughs> like like me and will be we'll have our meetings and we're discussing story and everything and then we haven't re- then we don't talk about it for a little bit and then in that time, I've had all these ideas, and I just start writing, write, right, right. And he's like, "What? What? Where the? Where the hell did that come from? Why do we need to change this?" <laughs> That's I fine. mean, I mean, he admits that it's probably better, but uh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um. So, and I just put this here because it was this. Did you ever play Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid Four? No. Ah, okay. Well, I'll just talk about this part of the game, and it's not really is it a spoiler a punching match.
0: Hmm. Is it a punching match?
1: No. Okay. That's part of it, though. That yeah. is in the game. Uh, um, I- there's this place where where Snake has to crawl through this. It's like this tunnel, and there's all this radiation in this tunnel, and you're trying to get him through there as fast as he can so he doesn't die. And at this point, you've played four games with Snake, and you have this. You kind of have a attachment to them. And I remember that part and all you have to do, you just to get through that. You have to mash on the, the whatever, uh, X button or whatever it is. And I remember when I got to that part, like I was mashing on that controller, like crazy because I had developed such a relationship with snake that I didn't want him to die. And so in turn, I was smashing on that button. Like, and, and, and it happened so quickly that you don't have really have time to think about the fact that oh this is just a freaking video game you know, and so you're mashing on this button like crazy, and because you're actually concerned about this character, and that was one of the best. But I mean, it contributed to the story, but it was like one of the coolest little gameplay and story combined. I don't know. It just it just popped in my head. I don't know if you have any of those though, where you really thought that the the story and the and the gameplay just. Were so that took control of you essentially.
0: I can't think of anything like off the top of my head.
1: <laughs> actually, when you were thinking, I thought you were going to come back and say, "Well, in Witcher three, <laughs>
0: no, um, Final Fantasy
1: fourteen.
0: Uh, wow, wow. Um, I was actually the I, the thought that popped in my head was Final Fantasy seven when you had the slapping contest with uh, Tifa and um the one of the ladies from from shinra it was just on the end of like the mako can or something like that anyways it's oh hilarious. man i don't even remember she was trapped in this one little room and you have to like find a key and you have to like shut your foot out and get like, the key oh yeah unlock yourself and then you have to go up to the thing and mm-hmm. then and then is there like there. a timer though i think so yeah yeah it was it was very obscure but it's interesting scene, but they ha- were it
1: really was a slapping contest really yeah it just, it's weird but is it interesting that they put this timer on there and then and then they put your characters at risk you know yeah. And and you grow this attachment to them. I don't know. It's the best way to do it though. They've already spent hours and hours mm-hmm. with these characters
0: and maybe even more than the timer says because they've probably saved and may- maybe died and they have to play again and whatever. But yeah, you you develop a relationship with these people because you're there with them through their conflict and you can't help them. You're just kind of sitting there
1: watching and you're like trying to do everything you can right possible yeah. yeah
0: it's hard it's hard not to develop that relationship with them so adding those dramatic moments are just it, they just further solidify good I, storytelling
1: yeah i mean i guess that's not really like gameplay and story matching together that's just that's just kind of moments i don't know i typically when i'm writing you know because well because i typically write for about video games or for video games and I, i'm always like I think about gameplay and i'm like oh oh that that'd be good well how do i incorporate it that into the story and then i'll write some of the story parts and i'm like oh you know i didn't really think about that like how can i make the gameplay mechanic for that and so i'm like always constantly going back and forth between the two and you know like not leaving something behind essentially
0: yeah that makes sense i mean it's probably the best best way to write especially when you're writing for for smaller teams is kind of have that balance of going back and forth. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, realistically, it's probably the same thing that happens in these big teams. This is, I'm by myself in this, yeah. and so I'm doing the parts. So I'm I'm just transferring this information over to this department in my brain, mm-hmm. and then over to the other. And department we'll let him handle brain. this,
0: and then we'll let her handle this, and then we'll let this person handle this. And then, okay, we'll we'll come back together tonight. <laughs> what I'll try to gather all my thoughts <laughs> together and see if we can't over drinks, over drinks. Exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. We'll definitely get stuff done with that. Um <laughs> I and so I oh, okay uh, I I put this down here I feel like we've talked about this so much now Okay. Uh character or story which is more important?
0: Uh we have talked about we that. We have definitely talked about that. Um But yeah, and I'll say what I usually say. They're usually equal. Ugh. No, Let me, I'm just playing. I I, no, I, I believe I, in, I, I believe I, in
2: balance of everything.
1: Well. Um I guess that's that's really all my notes for that. So let's just take a break.
0: Okay, <laughs> let's take a break.
1: Previously on Dave's sixth grade story. That's a really good name. <laughs> uh, Brandon Duncan are in a the bar. They see a woman. They try to hook up with her, I guess. She's sexy.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Only to discover that Faria is an assassin of the Inwadi group. What? <laughs> They're off on their journey. But first, Duncan and Crystal need to take care of some business elsewhere. What kind Episode of? 2. What kind of business? <laughs> Episode 2. Bandits.
0: Duncan and Crystal were sitting in front of a fire at their camp. Crystal was wearing the mushroom shaped hat of the Clef's bard clan. A mushroom shaped hat though? What the mushroom shaped <laughs> hat?
1: I like, googled what a bard looks like.
0: Oh. <laughs> I don't see what kind of mushroom shaped hat you're talking about. I actually have a bard in Final Fantasy XIV. Hmm. I just wanted to mention Final Fantasy fourteen again. and They have a they have mushroom hats. Oh, Jesus!
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, I can't say that word anymore. My wife got mad at me for what? saying it so much. What? The J word. Really? Yeah. Hmm.
0: Huh. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> um, she
1: said we're going to lose subscribers. <laughs> 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 we might. I don't think so. Okay. okay.
0: <laughs> Crystal's wearing the mushroom shaped hat of the Clef's bard clan who's what's the Clef's
1: bard clan uh do you know what the clef is
0: yes i believe it is a note in music yeah i looked it up oh so you just like did a whole like let's just like use all music terminology <laughs> and, and like 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 let's just really like dig deep into this into this thing mm-hmm. okay that's cool that's cool that's
1: cool um Do you remember Duncan's voice? I do. Okay. I, I, I do. <laughs> I, do. <laughs> I do.
3: Brandon and I were on a mission
0: to stop the calamity.
2: Oh, <laughs> I've
0: never heard of this.
1: No, no, no. Crystal is not the Southern Bell. <gasps> oh,
0: my gosh. Crystal's the l li- Oh, my gosh.
1: I like this voice. Okay. Okay. Let's do this one. Sorry.
0: Sorry. Sorry. I forgot we were on Crystal. I was I was ready to bring back Ray. I'm telling you, <laughs> um, Crystal is. <laughs> I've,
2: I've never heard of this. Uh, call Am um, Meaty. Is it dangerous?
0: Is, is that that was the that's perfect. Good job. <laughs> her sleeves and the top of her pants were loose. They looked like they were made by the famous fashionaire. Name, wow, Mick, Ham Hami Air.
1: Did <laughs> you get my reference?
0: Yes, yes, I believe. I, wow, those sleeves of the pants because they're parachute pants. <laughs> oh, this is lovely. And then he's actually just spelled M I C. It's just, it's, it's freaking right? empty hammer anyways <laughs> wow wow <laughs> yeah the quite dangerous the prophecy of why did you use so many words I can't pronounce <laughs> of Yin Yin can
3: has foretold, foretold the only power of the really <laughs> <laughs> Of the Mister Crystal, <laughs> <laughs> can destroy this calamity.
2: Goodness, I hope you will be able to find this Misty Christie device.
0: She really was a perfect. What? <laughs> she really was a perfect grape. It occurred to what? What is a perfect grape? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> It occurred to Duncan.
1: He's had a revelation. But what's a perfect grape? It just seemed perfect. Sure, man. Sure.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Luckily for us, we
0: will not need to <laughs> search long for this oil. You see, when Bren was a baby, he was. L- Dude, what is wrong? <laughs> I swear he's written a story to like trip me up at every point because he wants, he's like putting every single. I swear this is the worst thing to do with him. Do not introduce this many things in one conversation. That's insane. Anyways, I understand this is a funny story though. <laughs> you see, when Bryn was a baby, he was. Oh, you do for...
1: skip stuff. When? Read that line, a whole line over. Again.
0: Luckily for us, we will not need to search long for this oil. I read that earlier. You see, oh. when Bren was a baby, he was left with the topico religi faction. <laughs> when we when we were brought to the faction, he had no memory of his past. But he was left with the Mr. Crystal orb in his basket. The Mr. Mr. Crystal, really?
2: Oh, goodness. <laughs> it must be hard for your friend Brynn to live with
3: amnesia.
0: Oh, because you don't like amnesia in stories. She had Did the you vo- not
1: catch the part? Okay, go read this next line.
0: The fact that you're constantly introducing an orb. Um, <laughs> She had the voice of an angel. Not called a <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, did you it catch the? So indeed, did you catch the part where I said that he was dropped off as a baby, and then he has no memory of his past?
0: No, I didn't. That he's funny. a baby. I didn't get it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's why you said you
0: missed the part. Yeah. I get it. I get it. That's funny. Wow. Yes, he has gone through a lot, a lot because of it.
1: Snap. That worked. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that happened too. Duncan <laughs> <laughs> He was surprised Bro. and he was like, Oh, it's <laughs> Fred
0: Duncan and Crystal jump to the fighting To fighting positions. They call them quickly as they realize it was just Kurt. Who is who's Kurt? Oh, sorry. Kurt is a sword monkey. Who is a master of ninchimpsu. <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed to continue reading. I just,
1: I don't. <sighs> Do you want me to read Kurt's spot? What he says, and then I'll translate. You can translate. Do I need to translate in the voice? Yeah, you can translate in the voice, and then I'll. Okay, okay, okay. So this is Kurt.
0: Wait, 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 wait! Duncan goes. Damn it, Kurt. <laughs> I so,
3: sound like a, a dude from House on the Hill. Or not House <laughs> on the yeah, No, to, uh, 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 King of the Hill. Yeah, King of the Hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Diamond <it>, Kurt!
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: S- scaring us like that. <laughs> ooh, ooh. E Don't be chutz as chicken shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is an interesting voice.
3: Oh, um, Kurt, how dare you!
0: I don't, I don't care. Oh, I don't care if you're a sore monkey and master of ninchimpsu.
3: (laughs) You can't sneak up on me like that. Oh, 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 ee, ee, ee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, this is weird. (laughs) What? Did I interpret your pathetic attempt to mate with this Woman
1: <laughs> You have to like <laughs> pronunciate Jesus. Hmm? You have to pronunciate you said what did I a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit.
3: interpret your pathetic <laughs> attempt to mate <laughs> with this woman
1: <laughs> Better
0: Kurt points his sword at Crystal Crystal so, uh, Oh.
2: Duncan what the- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Apparently, this voice is going to get to me. Um,
2: Duncan, what did he say?
1: He. Oh, man. Um. Duncan, go on, cowboy.
0: He was just expressing his regret over startling us and said he did not mean to startle someone as beautiful as you.
3: Oh, oh. Sure, I did. You little, cu-
1: What is a cussy zingle? <laughs> this is high fantasy.
3: You sure I did? You little cussy zingle.
1: <laughs> uh, just so you know, that Will is actually tra- I'm I'm speaking for Kurt, but Will is translating.
0: Yes, because apparently I speak, Ninchimpsu. <laughs> Uh, shoot. I already lost where I'm at. Uh-oh. Yeah, that threw me off. It's... <laughs> oh, Duncan and... Duncan and Kurt give each other death stares. Oh, hee-hee. Thank you for your concern, Kurt. <laughs> Snap. Crack. <laughs> at that moment... <laughs> at that, Duncan and Crystal and Kurt were all at alert. Crystal shouted... <laughs> Five bandits jump into view. Crystal, quit. Use your Bob Bob powers. It's kind of hard to like when he gets excited. I can't like I just settle into my own voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he starts to sound like he's like from England. <laughs> 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 wow, did you really? You wrote this just so I would make these noises. <laughs> at that, Crystal nods at Duncan and and beginnings her song of charming.
2: Wow.
3: The voice of an angel, I do declare. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: doesn't say that then. <laughs> Not yet.
0: The five bandits were stunned as they confused as to why this woman was singing to the bandits that tended to, to rape and pillage her. <laughs> Seeing that they were stunned, Kurt leaped at the first one, driving his two swords into the bandits' eye sockets and into his cerebral cortex. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Leaping backwards off the bandit, he dove, he dove both of his swords into Oh, it drove. Drove both of his swords into another bandit's Groan? Groin.
1: Groin? Groin. Is that how you spell groin? How do you spell groin? Groin. Oh!
0: oh the bandit doubled over in pain. Hell yeah!
3: We're all about the savageness! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <yeah, yeah>. Sword. <laughs> sword. yeah! Card-
1: <laughs> now he's gonna be
3: Schwarzenegger! Sword. the card- <laughs> <laughs> attack!
1: Oh, so the monkey does accents. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lincoln, damn That's we an character. It. We should have done it like that for the beginning. He should be an Arshen oh, Schwarzenegger sounding person. Okay.
0: okay. Okay. In seconds, the remaining bandits were no more. Oh, or Kurt thought. Three bandits died to Kurt.
2: Duncan, use your wizard. What? <laughs> use your Weezer. power, quick! <laughs>
0: Duncan raised his hands up and shouted, "Prism schism!" <laughs> He's a different character. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the light of the moon split into a thousand multicolored needles that pierced the knife. For good reason, Kurt cut off the head. No, no, no! For good measure. For good measure. Sorry. For good measure, Kurt cut off the head of his closest assailant. Oh. <laughs> Wait,
3: wait. Oh <laughs> e- e- <ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he keeps on
1: changing voices. <laughs> I don't know either.
3: I didn't
0: need you or your demon powers for help. <laughs> Again, Kurt and Duncan give each other death stares. Also we realize that Kurt has the ability to use different accents. Said with <laughs> <laughs> eh. all this is said with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
3: I'm going to search for all goodies. I left the for you, Enoch? eunuch for
0: questioning. Is it eunuch? Eunuch for question. The eunuch is the people who got there and the, the, the junk. The thing. T- t- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Duncan went over to the one that Kirk called the. Uh, eunuch great job kurt he is dead
3: i can't help it (laughs) (laughs) i can't help if he was a cussing whistle like you and didn't survive
1: that i don't know why i'm suddenly talking like this (laughs) sounds like a homestar runner character
0: probably Duncan realized this is going to be a long,
1: long journey. Hard to do. Next time on Dave's sixth grade story. What's gonna happen? I don't really know yet. Uh-huh. I'm sure it'll deal with Bryn.
0: I'm sure it'll deal with somebody else singing. No, they're
1: they're they're doing their own thing. Okay. They they split. They will they will get back together. After they collect more party members, like an RPG.
0: So you're saying it's not going to get good until about twenty, thirty 30 hours into
1: it? <laughs> yeah, about right. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was such a weird story, man. Come on. I swear you still write the same
0: as you did from me. You're so great. <laughs> I,
1: I was trying to match. You trying ma- whistle. I was trying to match that, and yeah, anyway.
0: I know. It worked. I
1: oh, thought that was decent.
0: It, I said it worked. It's good, man. Calm down. Gosh, why are you all so so critical? <sighs>
1: yeah. Well, farts and poops. Farts and poops. Guess what? What? Um this is the part where we talk about how this season of the podcast is over.
0: Yeah. This is going to be episode 13. Um we we are going to kind of try to do this like seasons. There's not going to be a whole bunch of time in between seasons though. Um I do believe we're probably going to spend we're probably going to take a couple weeks off. And then <laughs>
1: that's a good point. By time <laughs> by time we start recording again, mm-hmm. it's like they won't even notice anything happen. What do you so. mean? Well, because we'll probably start recording in February and they probably won't even notice that the end of the season was over.
0: Yeah. Well, that's fine. Lucky for them. it's fine. Um, but there, I think we are going to do a couple weeks of break off after the, after the uh, season's over. So yeah. Um, just, yeah. Just give us some time to get a get a get a, get a backlog of some episodes to work on some stuff, and um, also we're currently working on the game, and there'll be a lot of great news whenever we come back as well. A lot of great news.
1: He's optimistic.
0: I'm not optimistic. I'm very much a realist. So, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yes. Uh, um. That being said,
1: don't forget to click like and support us, and yeah um because we're making a game we want to make a game you guys want to play the game it works out in the end
0: it did it does um be sure to follow us on spotify to subscribe and to rate and review us on apple itunes
1: is it apple itunes or just
0: itunes Podcasts? or i think it's just itunes either way
1: um wherever the hell you found us click like
0: yeah yeah um, and any of the, any comments are, are, are great. Anything, any yeah, suggestions be fun. are great. Um, and also if you do have any topics that you want us to talk about, email us at NVG podcast at com.
1: If you are interested in turning our, um, stories into an animation, we'll totally let you do it for free. No big deal.
0: Please let us know. That'd be great.
1: Yeah. Actually, that'd will be a lot of fun. Yes.
0: Indeed. Also, I'd be more than willing to re-record these voices so I can get better at this thing. Um, but yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, but we definitely need the re We'd have to re-record without us laughing. Yes. <laughs> Which is going to be really hard because
0: I always laugh at the voices. Um, but yeah, until uh, until next time.
1: It's pretty fun having a bunch of fans and communicating with them. It really is. Yeah.
0: Until but we already a have a bunch of fans. What are you talking about?
1: Oh, that's yes, true. Thirteen episodes this uh, yeah. by, by this point, we're we'll at least have a million viewers. Uh, at and two listeners.
2: Yeah, well, that's all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a million people have viewed that we have a podcast. Only two have listened. That's all right.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, that, I think that's that's gonna that's gonna end it all. You have anything else you want to say, Mister David?
1: I don't know. Apparently, we just keep on talking, even though we're like it's the end of the season. But let's keep on talking.
0: Well, because I kind of feel bad, cause they're like yeah, oh, that's it's true. It's the first thing
1: it's it's gonna be no time for them, and then they'll even be able to hear exactly what's going to happen to Kurt and Duncan and all those people. And how?
0: Oh, because it'll be like right after they'll be so shortly. Mm-hmm. After. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 They have
1: a lot of time to write out this story.
0: Yeah. A lot.
1: Yeah, I'm probably not gonna touch it until it's time
0: either way when we come back for the new season like i said there'll be a lot of new announcements there'll be a lot of um uh, we'll have a little bit more presents if you will
1: i can't yeah. wait to hear these announcements that i don't even know about Yeah,
0: you'll know about them <laughs>
1: you know about them. okay all true. until next time we
0: out